This week's guest is Jose Mariano. Originally born and raised in Modesto, California, Jose is currently living in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Jose originally started working in the back of house and quickly made the move to the front of house and bartending. Jose talks about how he wound up living in Tulsa and we talk about the bar scene there as well. Jose talks about how he learned craft cocktailing while on the job and he discusses what he learned by listening to the bar guests. Jose also talks about his plans for his next move to Dallas, Texas. Enjoy the show. Okay, you are listening to another episode of the Industry Podcast with uh, your host, Skip and Dan. How's it going, buddy? Doing well. You know, just getting ready to, unfortunately, have to go back to the office for work. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Can you imagine that? Two years of sitting around in my pajamas at home, and now it's done. First world problems galore. That's crazy. When does that happen? Next week? Going in tomorrow, actually, for a couple hours. Yeah, and then... uh, Get extra drunk tonight, then. Oh, (laughs) how's that different from any night of the week for me? (laughs) And how are things going with you? Today's our first day of uh, the no mask policy. First, uh, yeah, as we're recording today anyway. So by the time you're listening to this, we'll have been uh, mask-free for a couple of weeks here in Kitchener-Waterloo. So yeah. Women have to start waking from wearing makeup again, I guess. Yeah. The <laughs> People have to start trimming their facial hair properly. Yeah. So it should be interesting. We'll see what the blowback is. I know some places are still planning on keeping the mask mandates alive, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how that affects people's business, I guess. Yeah. So uh, we have a great guest, Jose Mariano, is going to be joining us in just a minute here. Before we get to that, I should mention that uh, if you'd like to be a guest on the Industry Podcast, then you should DM us at the Industry Podcast or you can on Instagram or you can uh, email us directly at info at the Industry Podcast dot club. Zach Hanna does the artwork for the show. It's at ZachHanna.co. Should check him out for any graphic arts needs and uh, subscribe, rate, review. It helps us a lot. Mm-hmm, sure does. You should also check out the archives. We've had a lot of good shows recently. We had uh, this is where I get you to run through the list. Sure. Yeah. The last episode was Fernanda Cardoso. Prior to that, we had Yelena Anter, and then Chef Matt Basile. Oh yeah, Justin Vale, your business partner. Then we had episode 100 with your wife, Janine Saunders, and Matt Hewson. Mm-hmm. That was a nice, pleasant one. Yeah, so check all those out in the archives. Lots more episodes to come. Starting with this one right here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jose Mariano is joining us now. How are you doing, Jose? Doing well. How about you two? We're all right, yeah, man. We're all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good time to be able to speak with you guys, especially on such shitty weathers, but it's all right. That's how Tulsa, Oklahoma is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where are you coming to us from? Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Yes, and, sir. And where you're not originally from Tulsa, though? Uh, no, I'm actually from Modesto, California. Just. Moved out here to be able to be a part of the industry and just have like a life changing decisions as well. Growing up in California, were you, what got you interested in the service industry or was it sort of a happenstance? Oh, man, honestly, just moving here to Oklahoma, it's just, uh, of course, trying to find a job and everything like that. Got introduced to the restaurant industry and pretty much just started as like a dishwasher and went my way up. Then when I got into bartending, that's when everything started. Of course, meeting some amazing people, better opportunities, and just enjoying the new lifestyle of making craft drinks for everybody as well. And what's the name of the spot you're working at currently? Uh, Right now, I am over at Bravo's, helping out in the meantime. But I was a former barn manager over at The Goat in Dallas, or here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, Okay, so talk to us a little bit about that spot. what's, uh, What's the vibe? What's it all about? 
Man, so the vibe, it's it's like a nightclub. I, I'd say it's more like a Lebanese Mediterranean style restaurant throughout the day. And then at nighttime is when, you know, all the American pie bullshit goes around, drinking, all these shots, all these beautiful women, amazing people coming in. It's uh, just a life-changing event that happens at night where everybody just gets to be themselves and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, that's some, some more of a nightclub situation there. I know you were mentioning that you got into craft cocktailing. At what spot were you working at when you started just get into making craft cocktails? Yeah, so when I hit 21, I started working over at Foolish Things Bar and Biscuit. And uh, they do more, like, craft-style drinks. Of course, you got to know your your spirits and your wine. And then of course, we're also a barista shop in the mornings. Mm. So that's when I got introduced to like, you know, make coffee or get more experimental with coffee infuses with different type of beverages like white Russians, espresso martinis, a bunch of amazing cocktails like that as well. And now I'm actually drinking a coffee right now. It finally got me mm. into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the what the scene in general is in Tulsa. I don't think we've had, I don't know if we've had anyone from Oklahoma no. on here before. So, uh, yeah, tell our listeners a little bit about what you consider sort of the main bar scene in Tulsa. Uh, right now, the bar scene in Tulsa, it's, it's very upcoming. Uh, when I first moved here, everyone told me it was 20 years behind, <laughs> which yeah. I could definitely tell. It's definitely <laughs> up and going, though, especially coming from California. But here we do got amazing craft bars. We got really, really good bartenders that really know what they're doing or people from California or New York are flying into Tulsa. It's just trying to improve the state and city itself. But I'd say it's more of like a very relaxed vibe and you're just able to feel welcome coming into Tulsa, especially mm-hmm. from another state. Yeah, what what uh, prompted the move from California to Oklahoma? So I actually went on a road trip. I went on a road trip with a bunch of friends. And this was, I think it was about to be my senior year. It was about to be my senior year while we go on a road trip. And we just met a bunch of like bartenders here. And they're like, yo, you guys want to come out to the bar? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go check it out. Cool thing is that it was like a restaurant and bar. So we were able to like tell the differences and then they introduced us to like these mocktails with tequila tasting but really had zero proof alcohol on it and it was just a good time man met some amazing people and when it was time to go back to school i ended up completing high school got done with my football and everything like that and then once i pretty much graduated i was like all right i'm ready to dip out and try something new Mm. so Tulsa was a spot yeah nice been living here ever since What's the what's the rough population of Tulsa? Ah, damn! Is it a couple hundred, couple hundred thousand? Or is it over a million at all? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it can get there. There's definitely been a big change yeah. since I've moved here, but I probably say, I probably say like, I like a few hundred thousand, probably yeah, okay. a hundred thousand. 
Nice. I was always wondering if it was close to a million or not, or mm. one of those mid-sized cities. Cool. And I'm guessing the cost of mm. living is probably a lot different too, right? A lot cheaper than oh, California. Oh man, the cost of living over here is amazing. You could go out and party all the time and not worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So you started this. Uh, sorry, what was the name of the place that you started at when you uh, moved out to Tulsa? Uh, Senor Tequila. And right. then worked my way into the craft industry. Right. So well, let's run through a little, a little bit about the places that you worked and sort of uh, w- what they were all about and what you learned at each spot. Uh-huh. Let's start. You started as a dishwasher, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk about that spot and what you learned there. Man, so mainly as Senor Tequila, when I first started, I learned the ways of the restaurant industry, like being able to to know what to provide, what to work on, or even when it comes to knowledge, like, of course, you got your margaritas, you got your palomas, all these classic cocktails. (laughs) Everything else that I got to learn as well was more of like transitioning into starting from the bottom to learning to management. And once I pretty much learned everything from there, when I hit of age, I started to go into the, something a little bit more difficult, like something more new. So then the craft industry got introduced to me. And cool story about the craft industry as well. When mm-hmm. I first hit 21, of course, you want to go have fun, go into these bars and try some new things. I went into the bar Foolish Things, and I pretty much just got really shit-faced on my first day, especially <laughs> on my birthday. <laughs> so, <laughs> so after that, I, man, pretty much met up with the bartenders there and the bar manager was an amazing guy. I appreciate that guy a lot. Basically taught me everything I needed to know about these different types of skills and of course the craft and you know knowledge. Uh he actually hit me up. He's like, yo, Jose, are you interested in bartending? And I'm like, well shit, man. I never fucking tried it before. But damn, if I can make a damn margarita, I can probably do this. Next thing you know, the next day I ended up started working. And yeah. yes, I'm all hungover, but down the down low. <laughs> so then when I started bartending, man, it literally only took me two days to pretty much learn everything. Just a very quick learner and ambitious on what I do. Uh-huh. So like getting thrown sort of right behind the bar that quickly and with not much experience. And you're saying you learned it in a couple of days, but like how long till you felt like very comfortable behind there because i know there's like okay you can learn how to make the drinks but then Uh it's also like organizing your time properly and then like remembering how to make each cocktail if you like was is there the type of place where you get a bunch of different uh, classic cocktails ordered all the time or uh yeah so i'd probably say it took me around i'd probably say it took me about three months to finally be able to adapt to newer situations. Like, and what I mean by situations are like someone coming in and be like, yeah, let me go ahead and get this drink. I see the bottles that you have. And then he'll go ahead and be like, yeah, I want to go ahead and have you make it. But the thing is, I probably don't even know how to make that drink, but what am I going to do? Tell him I can't make it. Right. So I'll go ahead and just look up the ingredients or obviously ask the boss and everything like that. But I'd probably say like three months is when I finally felt like very confident, like felt like I was able to answer any question or make pretty much anything. But of course, it takes time as well to be able to learn everything as well. Mm -hmm. Did you do any studying, like read up on any cocktail books or were you mostly just learning in action? Uh, Yeah. So 
the way how I was trained at work is my manager pretty much told me to go ahead and choose a bottle every day that I worked. So I would pick up a bottle, I would read a little about it before I started work, and then I would try to push that bottle, like make a cocktail out of it or or describe it to a customer, you know, try to teach them about mm. the bottle. And then whenever I got home, I would read books. So like Death & Co. was a really amazing book to learn everything about the bar scene. Uh, another book that I would read is Cocktail Codex. Another one that I would read is, I believe it was Mahin's cocktail book that one's a really good one as well but mainly i would just try to look up recipes try to memorize on more try to advance the recipe as well by recreating something different well at what point did you start to get uh, an opportunity to make your own uh, cocktail list for a bar or have, have you has that happened yet uh it actually has so my first time i was able to do that is when i started working at the goat so when i started working at the go it was it was during covid like oh man it was such a rough start man because the bar owners amazing people they opened up their restaurant i think it was like a week before covid hit yeah. so they opened up they were about to have the grand opening and then they get shut down it's like what the fuck man how am i gonna get shut down and the next thing you know everybody opens up again and everybody has to re-shut down again so it's like what the hell man we're getting shut down like almost what two three times throughout the year that yeah doesn't look good but the restaurant and bar it's it's doing amazing and i help them create a few drinks on their menu uh, there's this drink that I called. It's called Sinfin, and it's a mezcal French seventy-five variation. So you got your mezcal, which is gonna be more of like a like a smoky, a little bit of like a spiced infused because I added some fresh jalapenos, and then I used the chartreuse, which was actually created by these monks, and it's like a very strong, I'd say, honeycomb flavoring. And man, honestly, just being able to create drinks for a restaurant or bar, it's, it's an amazing feeling because people look up to you, they get to tell you how what it tastes like or, oh my God, who created this? And definitely that was the first time being able to actually make a bunch of drinks mm -hmm. for the restaurant. What do you think is the, sort of the secret to going into making a good cocktail list? Like what, what does like a really good tight cocktail list need to contain? That's actually a very good question. So a really good list to contain certain cocktails is you always want to have the way how I see it is I try to keep it balanced. There's a lot of people that are very picky with certain flavors or maybe they prefer a certain type of drink. So what I'll do is I'll go ahead and choose a theme. So whatever theme the restaurant is, I'll go ahead and have more of the cocktails based off of that restaurant. So let's just use, let's say like a McDonald's, in a restaurant, for instance. Of course, they have tacos, they have burritos and all that stuff. So I'm going to make it more mezcal and tequila-based type of cocktails. I'm going to have more of those selections on the menu. Now, for the goat, it was more of like Eastern Lebanese-style type of dishes. So it's going to have like, uh, like some mangoes, like fresh ingredients, fresh fruit. Nice. So I would use a bunch of like fresh cocktails. So like uh, Strawberry French 75 or another really good one that we created or the owners created as well. It was called a Lucky Ducky Drink. 
And basically with that drink, it was like a peach mango infused with vodka and it had champagne topped off with it. And we had this little cute rubber ducky that we would put inside of the drink and do it. Everybody would go wild about it. <laughs> if you guys were to go on the Instagram of mine, you would be able to see a bunch of drinks and duckies. Like, man, Jose, what's up with all these duckies, man? Are you like, obsessed with them? <laughs> and yeah, no. So basically, at the go, we had like a lot of fresh, sweet type of cocktails. Mm. And then for the gentlemen or, or ladies as well that probably chose a different type of drink we had manhattans we had old fashions or even fresh citrus botanical flavor drinks as well mm -hmm. uh so when you transition into doing more of the management side of it when you're like the bar manager at a spot uh, talk to me a little bit about uh, what you had learned previously in your career that helped you be a better manager once you got that role so bar managing is definitely more difficult than managing like in front of the house like as if you were to be like at a restaurant i feel like with bar managing you got to be able to know who is intoxicated or you want to prevent that or you want to be able to handle certain situations uh when it comes to bar staff you want to make sure they're knowledgeable make sure they're always learning creating the best service for your people and of course just in general and i'd probably say with my experience at the go helped me a lot because i learned different situations especially working in a nightclub for the first time which was amazing man i love it <laughs> all the loud music all the partying but when it comes to i probably say the most difficult thing is probably probably just looking out and always being alert of situations because when people drink it tends to switch directions and attitudes very very quickly but of course our job as bartenders is to make sure we make the best solution for everybody but that was probably just the only difficult thing i've always been like a like a team leader everywhere i've worked or even try to work out yeah, what's the secret of like being a good team leader? How do you think? Like, what's the best way to run a team and um, and to keep uh, and sort of uh, make an effective staff around you? The best way to run a team, the way how I think about it, is probably to understand the person themselves, like to understand them, ask them questions, or have them ask you questions to be able to see what they need help on or what they don't understand or if they wanted to learn something else you would have to go out of your way to help them out and it's just more like communicating this mm -hmm. is the most part to be able to understand the person and of course them understanding you to make sure you're not upset or to be able to react a certain way especially during busy circumstances but for the most part it's just more having a friendship but not a friendship at the same time it's just mm -hmm. keeping boundaries right and it's like it's uh, one thing i've learned certainly is that it's very important to sort of treat everyone fairly but you can't treat everybody the same because people yeah. are just different right <clears throat> yeah absolutely that's definitely one of the 
man, I had to learn that the hard way when I first started. Because <laughs> right now, man, I'm I'm only 23, and when I first started, I was I was 18 at the time when I first got introduced to management and everything. So. Of definitely, if people are older than you, they look down on you like, man, why are you going to tell me what to do, man? Yeah, like, yeah. What's going on? But, of course, just all about being dedicated and, of course, being, uh, what's the correct word for it? Um, it's more like being very confident where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you obviously liked working at the nightclub. What, uh, what uh-huh. type of... Um like how, talk to us a little bit about the differences in clientele between like working out at the nightclub as opposed to working at the craft cocktail spot. Man, so whenever working at a craft cocktail spot, everyone likes to go in and just be able to talk and enjoy their drinks slowly. And the difference of a nightclub, people love to get bottle service. They love to, yeah, man, let's get fucked up type yeah. of deal. Like, like, <laughs> like yeah, let's, let's twerk on the seats type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's more of like a very like a hype situation and going into to like a crap style, you're going to be like, man, I'm just going for the drinks and for the conversations to meet people, to be able to take your time to, to, to learn. And nightclubs is just like, man, just hanging out with a bunch of friends doing bottle service. Oh, cool thing is that here in Oklahoma, we just got through the bottle service law as well. So Everybody's definitely selling bottles now, and and not only that, but in stores, they're actually starting to sell wines and liquors as well. When I first moved here, I was like, man, where the wine cabinets at? Where, where's everything at? It's, it's like an empty store over here. What's going on? And next thing you know, the laws are all different, and that's a crazy thing. But so what, I'd say what, those are the most... Uh-huh. Where did you... Where were you buying... Like, where do you buy wine and liquor before these laws changed? Ah, man. So before the laws changed, you would have to go into like a legit liquor store. You weren't able to go into like a whole store and like, let's just say a Walmart or Target. You would have to go into like a liquor store and do a whole process thing. But now that the law passed, you're able to just go anywhere now. Right. Yeah. That just changed here as well. Pretty recently for us. But yeah, that's weird. I didn't didn't Uh realize Tulsa was like that because most places in the U.S. have been selling booze in corner stores forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it must have been an eye-opener for you coming from California. Man, a really big eye-opener is the different type of styles out here and how slow the pace is. Like, I'm not in a rush or the traffic. People say traffic is crazy, but man, over here, it's like, man, this, this is amazing compared to LA. <laughs> out there in San Francisco, man. But definitely the really big eye-opener is the different type of styles and the, how do I put it? Like, more the way how people dress or or the car scene out here. Like, you'd be amazed how different it is. Like, over here, there's like a lot of, doesn't sound weird, but there's a lot of Jeeps and trucks out here, man. Like, there's not so many damn Jeeps and trucks. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely with the whole outfits and everyone dresses out here, it's definitely a little bit more, like, urban-like. Yeah, so when you were um, mentioning that, like, uh, 
the difference in sort of the scene in um, California to moving to Tulsa, where it's a little bit more laid back, slower moving sort of in Tulsa. Do you notice uh-huh. that with your guests at the bar as well? Like they're a little bit more patient when uh, waiting for service or is it the same as everywhere? Uh, it's more of the same everywhere you go. I feel like it just depends on the person. If someone comes in with, let's just say you could feel their vibe, like they're a little upset or if they're like, in a hurry for whatever situation you could definitely tell that they're in a hurry. So you want to try to, you know, try your best to make them feel, make them feel good mm-hmm. in a way, but definitely it usually, it usually varies everywhere. Like it's just, that's an interesting thing about working in industry. You just meet so many different types of people. Yeah, but that's for sure. But you didn't really notice a big difference between like the sort of go-go attitude of California and coming to Oklahoma, like w- as far as your guests, just more in the way of life, eh? No, just more in the way of life, I would mm-hmm. say. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so you're still pretty young, as you were mentioning, and you've already done a fair amount of the industry. So you're you're working at uh-huh. a spot now, you're just kind of helping out somewhere you were mentioning? Yes. Uh, what's the spot? Yeah. Uh, the spot is called Bravo's where I'm helping out. It's a, it's a Mexican cuisine and man, it's, it's really, really cool. The owner is some friends with him. He's an amazing dude. His restaurant's beautiful. Uh, right now I'm actually in the meantime moving to Dallas. So when I move to Dallas, my main goal, once I get there is to be able to join the mixology contest, to be able to, to do competitions with, amazing bartenders all over the world like uh one of the bartenders i really look up to that done it is his name is andy he goes by mfdk andy um another one is the garnish guy i'm sure you guys heard of him Mm -hmm. he's from la and man i just look up to people like that just want to be able to travel and have fun make amazing drinks so why dallas why is that where you're headed next dallas the reason why i want to move there it makes it feel like home in a mm. way. California is very fast. It's very like, there's so much to do. Like you never get tired of going out and finding new places or, or even like just the people out there in general. Like it's, it, it just sort of makes me feel like home and it's not too far away from where I'm at. So me and my lady, we decided to move out there and she's actually from Dallas as well. So she's the main reason why I right. wanted to go out there. <laughs> it's just, it's just amazing out there, man. So much fun. Yeah, I've been to Dallas. There's lots of, uh, definitely a lot of uh, sort of Tex-Mex joints. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh-huh. yeah, I didn't, when I was there now, I was just sort of in the downtown area on the main strip there. But like, I didn't mm-hmm. notice a whole lot of cocktail bars, but you've obviously visited there before, right? Like, is what's yeah. the cocktail scene like there? The cocktail scene is very more, it's more amusing because people there just wanted to have different types of styles of bars like geez there's there's two bars that are owned by the same people one's called ruins and the other one's called armory armory is more like a medieval type of scene like very like dark and the cocktails there are like bourbon scotch and whiskeys and then the other place called ruins that one's more of like a like an agave spirits so mezcal tequila and it's more of like a like a Mexico ancient type of vibe. It's it's very hard to explain, but you could definitely tell a big difference between the two two bars and 
Dude, honestly, that's what I'm about is experiencing new different type of themes and definitely new new work of arts. So what's next for you then? So you're going to Dallas. You're like, is uh-huh. the goal to stick in the service industry for now, find a uh, cool bar job there, and then you want to break into sort of competition? Uh-huh. I definitely want to get more into the craft industry. Nightclub, I might get back into nightclub, but I just miss more of the craft styles. I just love experimenting with different drinks. Uh, once I do that, there's there's an amazing bar called Tipsy Alchemist. That's one of the main goals of me trying to get into. And once I finally find a really good job, I'm just going to go travel and join these bar competitions all over the world. Another spot where I really want to go is London. London, I've heard they have amazing, amazing bars out there. Like There is actually this bartender that I met that flew in from London and he was like sort of like an older gentleman and he goes man i like the way you work love i love the way how you greet people talk to them and i'm like yeah i appreciate you man where are you from and he goes oh i'm just a retired old bartender from london and i'm like oh damn what bar did you work at and he ended up telling me but damn I, i can't remember but this guy he's he's literally taught me a lot like he literally gave me a little it's like a little notebook of everything that he's had throughout the years and Man, I wish I was able to share it with you guys, but gosh, this guy it just encourages me to go to different different countries. Yeah, that, I mean, it's, a, it's mm-hmm. an amazing way to learn about the service industry for sure. And you get yeah. so many ideas because as, as much as our job is pretty much the same wherever you go, there's so many little differences in the way people um, give service and also like the types of drinks and food that they present as well. Yeah, I do agree. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so Dallas, so so like if you're if, when when you get to Dallas, like is the idea to like start entering some of the competitions that you can just do locally and then use that as a springboard to traveling? Because I know a lot of times like you can start out just doing like the Bacardi competition or something in in Dallas, and then if you win uh-huh. in your city, then they'll jet you off somewhere for the next round. Yeah, that, that's definitely my main goal. I'm still I'm still trying to get used to figuring out how it all works, but. I have a few friends that are slowly guiding me into the right way. And geez, hopefully it all works out in the end because I want to be able to experience what everyone else does mm-hmm. and then hopefully become an influencer to everyone as well, being able to teach. Right. Yeah. So that's sort of a goal of yours as well is to get into sort of teaching craft cocktailing. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Have you helping um, out restaurants? Oh, like consulting? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And so we've had a lot of people on the show who sort of broken into that consulting area. As, and it's kind of a hard thing to break into because it tends like if you go to a bar and say, okay, I'm here to cons- help you consult, like make a cocktail list for you or whatever, and you're trying to promote your business that way, a lot of people are are sort of stubborn and feel like, oh, I already know what I'm doing. What do I need a consultant for? So what's your sort of uh, plan of attack and breaking into that field? Uh, man, so the way... The way like in a consultant is more of like, I probably say to be able to go into a restaurant and to help out for a little bit, possibly work there for a few months, bring in a lot of clientele and to help create possibly certain drink menus there. Like, let's just say, oh, we got a special guest. Here's his cocktail menu. Go ahead and give him a tryout. And then if they really do enjoy it, possibly add them on. 
just bring in more clientele in general. And then possibly whenever I'm done with that, I could just go somewhere else. Just more like trying to help build restaurants is definitely one of my main goals. I've, I've helped out a friend before he has this company and it's more like a catering venue. So we would go and we would create certain type of drinks and it was like more like we would go to weddings, make some amazing drinks. And then we would ask the bride or the bridesmaid and everyone like that, like, Oh, what are you looking for? What type of drinks do you want? So after that experience it's definitely made me want to be able to like travel and just hop out everywhere or one of my main goals as well is to be able to find a company or like a bar to work for and maybe go bounce to their new locations. So oh, just yeah. to be able to expand. Have you been involved in any of these places as sort of like setting up a new spot or is it, have they already been established when you started working there? Uh, there was one spot I was involved in. It was called uh, Blue Coast Juicy Seafood. And that was, I think it was, gosh, I think it was after my I'd say after my first year of bartending. And that was an amazing experience as well because it allowed me to be able to see what a bar or what a restaurant looked like before to after. Mm -hmm. So I was able to help with choosing different drinks or to be able to choose the inventory for that restaurant or to be able to see what type of drinks are we going to be holding. And that was definitely an experience. It was more of like a... I say very similar to like tiki style. So it's like very fruity type of cocktails. Yeah, it sounds like for someone who's still very young in the industry, you've sort of worked at a lot of different types of places. So that's how do you feel like all these different experiences have sort of made you into the bartender or bar manager that you are now? Gosh, it's definitely helped me improve a lot. Don't get me wrong, I still have a lot to learn, but that's why I feel like being able to move to different cities, it, it would allow me to learn even more knowledge than I did before because there's just so many things to learn. Or even well, one thing that I learned the most, though, like in the industry as well, is there's always customers that are very picky with their cocktails. They're very, they're very like, they want certain things. Those type of clients or customers are the best to pay attention to and to ask them questions because they know a lot when it comes to drinks right uh there i had an older gentleman one time he i'm gonna be honest he, he was a little rude at first but <laughs> as i got to get to know him you can say he's a prick he, <laughs> yeah yeah he was like damn bro why are you acting like a dick man but, <laughs> next you know his name is actually dick it's like oh shit, i'm sorry <laughs> dick. Right, being an asshole <laughs> but but yeah, man, he he actually taught me a lot. I'm actually really good friends with him now. He, oh, nice. he explained things that I never even knew about. Like everything that he taught me, it was already in the book. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start paying attention to the customers that are like very, very picky and maybe have a conversation with them and be like, man, why do you like it like this? Why do you like it like that? You know, just try to get information from them. And honestly, I've been learning a lot or even friends that are like lawyers or or chiropractors like i learned a lot of knowledge from them too you just get to learn so much and i guess that's the reason why i chose the industry and hopefully it'll open up a bar someday when i'm older 
Well, that's a good tip. I don't think a lot of enough bartenders sort of take that avenue where you can actually learn from your guests because we're all so mm-hmm. sure we know what the fuck we're doing all the time. And then it's yeah. like, you know, so t- taking the time <laughs> to learn from someone who might not even be in the service industry, but it's a, you bring up a good point. Like they like their drink in a certain way. Why is that? Like, what is it that you like about that uh-huh. flavor and how then you can take that knowledge and sort of use it in what you're doing behind the bar. Yeah. And that's definitely a, a skill I've been using a lot. And I mean, I'm a very observant people. Like I love to talk, but at the same time, while like, let's say I'm talking to the both of you as well. I like to go ahead and pay attention to what's around me as well. Like I love to bring in as much information and knowledge as I can. Like I remember my first day bartender all hung over. I was like, man, I want to learn this whole entire bar. Like I want to be able to run this whole thing, man. I didn't even know. I didn't even know what a damn mimosa was like, you know, just stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, well, you seem like an ambitious dude, Jose, so I'm sure you're yeah. going to do well wherever you end up. And best of luck in Dallas. We appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, what, uh, uh-huh. Plug your social media a little bit for us here. So where can people find you on Instagram, etc.? Yeah, so on social media, you can find me at underscore infinite underscore ambition underscore. And on my account, I try to post daily content i try to post things that will be able to teach everybody to bartend even if they don't know a lot and of course i try to make a lot of collaborations like to help out different type of liqueurs or or brands that are upcoming and i'm definitely trying to use it more as an influencer and of course teaching type of account especially in the bar scene Awesome. Well, best of luck, Jose. Thanks again for doing the show. And uh, anyone listening, if you're in the Kitchener-Waterloo area, come see me at either Babylon Sisters Wine Bar, Uptown, Sugar Run, Speakeasy, Downtown. Check the Instagrams for both of those for uh, upcoming events and passwords, etc. So, uh, yeah, Jose, once again, thanks for doing the show. Best of luck. Good luck in Dallas. Shoot us us a DM and let us us know how it goes in Dallas when you get there. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Cheers, friends. All right, man. Thank you.